What's up, everybody? This is Fred Bracciani of TSC News here to give you guys a quick recap of DDB Money in the Bank. My computer decided to do a massive update right as Money in the Bank was ending, so I'm actually recording this on my phone. So apologies for any drop off in audio quality. But here's some big news if you missed my rapid recap on YouTube. John Cena is back. He confronted Roman Reigns at the end of the show, which meant that Roman Reigns beat Edge to retain the Universal Championship. Hell of a match. I think it went a little long. I think the show ended at around like 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time, which was long, whether it's in the Thunderdome or in front of the DDB Universe. But it was nice to see fans back. The fans were hot in Fort Worth, Texas. The match was awesome. A lot of near falls. But, man, I don't know. I Roman Reigns is great. I'm glad they're protecting him. But I kind of am starting to have the same critique I had of John Cena back in the day. You got to give the guy at least a little bit of vulnerability. There was a period where there was a ref bump and Edge was choking Roman Reigns or, or I guess incapacitating him with the leg of the steel chair across his mouth for like three minutes and Roman Reigns didn't pass out. I mean, he, he got up eventually and hit a spear. There was also a phantom pinfall where Edge hit a spear, but there was no referee. And Roman Reigns had kicked out anyway, even in the phantom count, and then kicked out when the referee came in. Although, listen, the crowd was so loud that maybe he got confused. It's all good. So there was that. There was interference from the Mysterios and the Usos. It got a little wacky. But at the end of the day, Roman Reigns got the win. You can make the strong argument he's the right guy because it sets up John Cena versus Roman Reigns. And afterwards, Roman Reigns says, now everybody can acknowledge me until John Cena came out. And we had the confrontation. But John Cena just kind of posed, stared him down. I thought Roman Reigns was going to attack him or something instead. We just had a fade to black. But hey, it was cool. Huge ovation for John Cena. I know that there was a controversy of him not acknowledging Taiwan as a country, or he did, and he sort of apologized to China. Whatever, man. Listen, politics aside, all that stuff aside, he's one of the all-time greats in WWE, and it is great to have him back. We had Bobby Lashley destroy Kofi Kingston in the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. A great match. We had Kevin Owens take some wacky bumps. All these guys took crazy bumps. But I could barely watch this match because the Peacock app went haywire. And I thought it was my internet at first. I'm, I'm like setting up my new phone. I'm watching TV. It's just freezing. It's just lagging. I'm like, hang on a second. I'm paying for gigabit internet here. There's no way my internet's this bad. And then... And then I put on my PS5. I'm thinking, okay, my PS5 is hardwired with the Ethernet. It's a, it's working okay. And then it just completely craps out over and over to the point where the screen just goes black. Man, Peacock, get your ish together. I, I know things happen, but I'll, I'll tell you this. Okay, Debbie Network was not the most intuitive app. Debbie Network was not the highest quality app. WWE Network was nowhere near the league of a Netflix, per se. But, I will say this, even with any, with, with technical issues I had with WWE Network, they never compared to what I went through tonight with Peacock. It's utterly ridiculous. Y'all gotta prepare for this. Aren't you airing the Olympics? Like, come on, man. You're airing the freaking Olympics. Get your ish together. Come on, man. Anyway. So, Big E won the Money in the Bank ladder match. From what I saw, it seemed like a great match. I'm very happy for Big E. Kind of pisses me off, though, that, I mean, I looked at Big, I mean, maybe I was the only one, but I saw Big E early in his career, of course, in NXT, 
And then I watched his early main roster matches, especially with uh, Del Rio, who obviously in real life is a scumbag, but you know at the time was a top guy. And I remember watching these matches with Biggie and thinking, this dude's been in the wrestling business for a year or two, and he's already this good. And I thought immediately, man, they're going to strap the rocket to him. It didn't happen. Now, look, it ended up working out for him anyway. The New Day's one of the all-time great acts in WWE history and wrestling history. They've made a lot of money. But, my God, the fact that it took WWE nearly a decade to realize, hey, maybe we should make Biggie a main eventer. <laughs> it's preposterous. Absolutely preposterous. But, hey, better late than never. I'm really happy for him. <laughs> Not so happy Kofi Kingston got destroyed. I mean, I, look, I guess it makes sense. Everybody else has been destroyed by Lashley, but... I thought they would have given him a little bit more offense. We had, in my opinion, the match of the night, Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. I've not been hot on either of these uh, women lately. I think they're extremely talented, but something's been missing with Rhea with the main roster. And Charlotte Flair, ever since she came back, has just felt like she's, it just felt like she lost a step. But whatever they lost, whatever they haven't had, whatever Thunderdome curse that was put upon them, it's gone now because they had an incredible, incredible match. So many freaking near falls. Charlotte Flair had a natural selection off the top rope. I mean, it was just unbelievable match. One of the, not just women's matches, one of the best matches of the year. Excellent stuff. And finally, Charlotte Flair gets frustrated, locks in the figure eight, does the bridge, and Rhea Ripley has no choice but to tap out. Fan-freaking-tastic stuff. I mean, look, I know some people say Charlotte Flair's a hit or miss at times, but when she is on, she is one of the best. I still think, if we're ranking Deadly B women, I, I still think Sasha and Bailey are, are probably up there on a, on a whole another level. Level, excuse me. You know, Asuka, maybe Io Shirai as well. You want to throw throw them in the mix, but whoo, man, spectacular, spectacular stuff from these two women. The women's Money in the Bank ladder match, I was not feeling this whatsoever. This was not a great match in my opinion. It was good. It was getting good. And then they had Alexa Bliss do her stupid hypnosis where Zelina was climbing the ladder and Alexa with her handmaid Zelina go down the ladder. It just come on, man. It's bad enough when Bray Wyatt does it, but at least Bray Wyatt's like this big, creepy scary dude alexa bliss is like this tiny little child in the in like storyline and she's got that doll I, I'll, I'll give her props she, she looked good tonight she she was actually wearing gear and not some wacky creepy you know, nickelodeon halloween outfit which was great it was great to see her back in wrestling gear looking like a wrestler but man i'm i'm, I'm not feeling this at all I'm not feeling this at all the the, the other women took her out put ladders on top of her the fact that all these women have to sell for this person, it's like five foot tall. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I was fine with the old Alexa Bliss. You know, maybe she was, maybe some of her stuff was mildly overrated in terms of how she was pushed compared to Sasha and Bailey for years and years. Still, that being said, I totally prefer the old Alexa Bliss over this. But anyway, all the women were brawling except Alexa. She was still on the outside, dead underneath the ladders. And Nikki A.S.H., a.k.a. Nikki Cross, almost superhero, who just randomly became a superhero out of thin air, just grabs the briefcase and wins. So the good news is, Alexa Bliss is not Ms. Money in the Bank, thank God. The bad news is, 
they had the opportunity to put over Liv Morgan, who got a great ovation and showed great fire, who was being built up on SmackDown, and they pulled the rug out from underneath her. I don't know how you can't look at Liv Morgan and not think this woman could potentially be money. I, I don't. She's got a great look. She She's decent on the mic. She's gotten a lot better in the ring. She's got a lot of personality. Obviously, they like her because they kept her out of the three Riot Squad members. And I still think that those two should be in WWE, or at least Ruby Riot. I mean, man, I can't believe they got rid of Ruby Riot. That was lame as hell. So, yeah, I, man, some missed opportunities in this match for sure. And the pre-show, we had the Usos defeat Dominic and Rey Mysterio to win the SmackDown Tag Titles. Good move in a storyline sense. From a moral sense, listen, I know Jimmy Uso's got problems. God bless the guy. I, I hope and pray that whatever alcohol issues he's got, he can get them taken care of. And I'm not saying you necessarily got to fire him if you don't want to fire him. But what kind of message does it send that this dude just blew a 205 live in the breathalyzer test? And he got rewarded with a tag team title victory. I know it's a huge storyline. I know Roman's a top guy. But man, I don't know. He, This guy needs to, to go to some type of mandatory rehabilitation center. He needs to pray that he's got a good lawyer. Or I, I guess the same lawyer who could work some magic again. Like like, like the last time. Because it, it just sends the wrong message. It really sends the wrong message. In some ways it kind of... I want to say it enables him, but... Maybe so. And I don't, I don't know. I, I just hope that somebody, one of his family members, is, tr- is getting through to him. I'm sure the people around him care about him and are trying here, okay? It, it takes two to tango. But I, I think it sends the wrong message. And this is coming from somebody that's a massive Usos fan. It just sends the wrong message. And then on the Raw tag team title side, we had AJ Styles and Omos defeat the Viking Raiders in a pretty damn good match. I thought they, they made Omos look really good. You picked the spots very well, or I guess maybe they picked the spots for him very well, and whoever agented the match and produced the match. So well done by all involved, but AJ and Omos got the win. So overall, what can I say? Massive thumbs up. One pet peeve. One pet peeve about this show, and this is in general with Daddy B shows. Bianca Belair was in all the advertisements for Money in the Bank. And I know they moved her women's title match to SmackDown because Bailey got injured and they, they did it, the match with Carmella and it was a pretty good match. But she couldn't have at least made an appearance. Maybe I missed it because Peacock was going haywire. But imagine being a young man and woman buying a ticket or a parent buying a ticket to, to see Bianca Belair, who's the top star in WWE right now other than Roman Reigns. And she's not even on the show. She's nowhere to be found. I think at the very least they could have done some type of non-televised, you know, dark segment where she came out and, you know, posed for the fans, cut a promo. Maybe she did. Maybe she did. I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, but I don't think that's the case. That's just, and that's just a pet peeve. Because I've gone to Raw's. I've gone to SmackDown's. I remember I used to go with my buddy Ben to a bunch of Daddy B shows. And there were so many shows... When I, I'd bring my friend, and I'd, we'd bring his brother, and his brother Tommy is a huge John Cena fan, and John Cena would be advertised or hinted to be on the show, and then he'd be in like a backstage segment 
or be via satellite, or you just want to be on the show altogether. So I get it. Not everybody could be everywhere, but when you're going back on the road, look, I don't think most fans had a complaint about who was in attendance on the show because it was a star-studded show, but I'm just saying, there's there's always a fan of somebody. So it makes sense to advertise them or let people know, hey, you know, unless it's a big surprise like Cena, like, hey, this person's going to be on the show, this person's not, especially because WWE can't control the schedules and everything else. So anyway, overall, I did enjoy Money in the Bank. I did not enjoy Peacock's technical difficulties. I did not enjoy the women's Money in the Bank. I was enjoying it until the Alexa crap and this Nikki Cross sneaking in and grabbing the briefcase. That, to me, was not... The wackiness with the briefcase last year, 2020, unique situation, that's fine. But Nikki Cross is winning. And she's an awesome wrestler. She is an awesome, awesome wrestler. But she just became a superhero out of nowhere. Okay, I am old enough to remember when Shane Helms became the Hurricane. And it was a natural setup. It was natural. It was not one of those things where it's just like one day... He pulls a mask out of his ass. No, there was a promo Steve Austin cut where he made fun of the fact that he had a Green Lantern uh, tattoo on his arm, on his shoulder. And then Hurricane eventually kind of morphed into the Hurricane. And it kind of evolved over time and, and so on and so forth. Nikki Cross was just like, hey, you know, I've got all these wins and I feel like a superhero and now I'm a superhero. It, hey. In terms of her pocketbook, she made, she became his money in the bank. She's going to be making more money. That's great. God bless her. But, whew, I, I don't know. Long term, we'll, we'll, we'll see if it works out. I'm happy for her. But the, I think the last thing that he needs right now, at least in the title pictures, is silliness. You need seriousness, not silliness. In the areas they do need silliness, like the mid-card, they don't have enough of it. Because you got a guy like Otis, who would be phenomenal with these live crowds if he was still doing the worm and all that jazz. And now he's just a a serious Best Buy loss prevention officer. Go figure. Anyway, overall, thumbs up. John Cena is going to be appearing on Raw. We'll see what happens. But folks, I'm going to get on out of here. If you enjoyed this podcast... Please subscribe. Please feel free to check out all our YouTube videos on youtube.com slash sportscoyer, facebook.com slash sportscoyer. Follow us on Instagram at TSC News. And until then, thank you so much. I love y'all. Please stay safe. Enjoy your summer. And until next time, as always, enjoy the matches.